Hey everybody, welcome to episode number 26 of Tactical Crouch, the ultimate uh, competitive Overwatch podcast, I think, or something. Ultimate. It's the ultimate, ultimate podcast. Okay. Is it Reminds me of that Denzel Curry song. How Does did it, we get there? Uh, I don't know, but uh, let's let's introduce you to our host really quick. I'm Kick Tripod. I basically just oh, know audio. Basically just know audio. But besides that, that's that's why I'm here. However, we do have our resident immigration expert in Yiska, who uh, thank you. Yeah, I was right. Is <laughs> Joe? What are you doing? Uh, nothing. You're uh, whispering to yourself. We're on a live recording right now. <laughs> you realize that, right? Hi. Like you understand. Hey, everybody, you how know, you doing? Like you have to know this. You've done this it's, 26 it's, times it's, now. It's the it's the norm, you know. I, I didn't want to sound like a doofus. I was I was trying to cite some hip hop, you know, trying to be in with the kids. I sound we'll like some demonic hurt. chants. I'm gonna be real with you. <laughs> like you're talking to yourself. Speaking in tongues, baby. That's how I get the predictions. <laughs> oh like, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly what it sounds like the whole time. So I have no idea what you're doing over there. Uh, Joe, hey. What, hey. What are you doing? Like what sacrificing goats? How's, why, how's it going? Why, why are you trying to why are you trying to cite hip hop? Nobody, nobody listens to this podcast and goes, "Wow, that's that, that Volamel is, is relevant." To I don't, I don't. They're not saying yeah, that. No, definitely doesn't. You shouldn't say that. To be no, fair, you'd be wrong. Um, you would be. So, but you hey. said ultimate. I was like, "Oh, there's that Denzel Curry song that I kind of liked, like a month ago." Are you sure you're like, not oh, yeah. confusing Denzel Washington and Steph nope. Curry? Nope. I looked or it up. Curry shot. There we go. He's that's, Curry yeah, shot. That's, See? There it is. Our guest. He's the strategic coach for Mayhem Academy. Fun fact. Fun story. Uh, like I don't know. Probably four or five months ago, Curry shot. We were uh, talking a little bit. We almost started our own podcast. We yeah. almost started up a, a show, and yeah. we had the conversation about it. It went really well, and then you got famous. No. <laughs> I got famous. Wait, I messaged you. Okay, I'm around the same. No, you're famous, sir. Now, um, but it's good to have you on the show. Congrats on everything going on for you for you. Uh, competitive Overwatch. We're pumped to have you on the show. I know Joe. You were just with Joe doing a piece. Is that is that piece out there yet, Joe? Yeah. Joe, Joe, are yep, you yep, there? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. God. Okay. Uh, <laughs> is that already out there now? Yeah, if you go on uh, my YouTube, which should just be YouTube slash Volamel, V-O-L-A-M-E-L, that should be the most recently uploaded video, I think. Yeah, should be. Cool. Awesome. It's out there. Or it's on Twitter as well. So, But uh, for real, thanks for being on the show. We're excited to have you. We have a lot of things to talk about, and um, you're going to be our meta master today. Oh, let's go. Our meta sensei. Yeah. I actually do, but... Really? Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I do, a, a lot of people hate it, but it's I love it. He loves it. All right. Well, that's yeah, going to be like a MOBA. Uh it's it's like a MOBA. Wasn't that the initial design premise of like when when Overwatch first came out? Like wasn't that kind of like how people would explain it? it's like it's like a MOBA but first person. Yeah, pretty much. But yeah. now like what Goats does is it really slows down the game, right? Overwatch is a fast-paced game. It slows down the game. And it makes it so you have to think about every ability. You can't just throw it out there, you know? Hmm. Where that's why in Dive, the game was at a very lower level. But now, like, with Goats, like, you mess up a bubble. Uh, you mess, mess up Matrix. You you just 
you're you're screwed, right? So mm. same thing. Like um, it makes you think about the game a lot more in terms even of pathing. Like, do I retake from this way or this way if they have grav, right? Like different things like this. So, mm. I, so I really like it. I love that you say that because the proponents of goats always talk about its high skill cap and how intense it is. But there's so many people who are kind of under the impression that it's just kind of chaos and and not good chaos but like this bad chaos and like anyone who actually knows what's going on with goats actually doesn't know what's going on and they're just lying and um you know like that's how i f that's how i feel but i don't think that that's the truth in the same way it's like i don't know astrophysics they're probably just lying no one knows that much math like you know yeah. it's it's kind of the same. You're like, no, John, flies, you, know, you, just got, yes. you just got yeah, a degree in say. marketing and statistics, <laughs> not aero, aero, aerospace look into engineering. It. Yeah. Well, you look at a team like uh, Vancouver or San Francisco Shock, and then you compare it to London Spitfire right now, right? You can see a clear difference. It's not as simple as just speed on a target and then, oh, lol, they die, right? But it's, yes. it's more so like you have to think about everything, everything. like, And you can see the clear differences between these two teams. So mm. there's a lot more involved in, in thinking. And this is why I like it, because when you go back to like a meta like before, um, yeah, I know it's an FPS, but um, there should be more than, uh, let's say, a Widow just doing work. And obviously, there's still more to that than just Widow sh shooting. It's not as simple as that, but it, there is, Goats is way more complex. And I know a lot of people will give me shit for saying that, but when you actually understand the game at a high level, the people who do will agree that it is more complex. What about the argument that whatever uh, meta comes now, there will be transitional properties. So, so like, players now learn to value each cooler much more. Mm -hmm. Do you think even if we, for, for instance, were go, go back to dive now, don't know why that would happen, but theoretically, do you think these cooldowns would also then be used much more carefully and with oh, yeah. more, yeah? Yeah, yeah, because uh, think about it's uh, Anna just throwing her nade, or you see an Anna uh, sleep or throw a nade just randomly, right? That what does that tell like your monkey and your diva? Like, well, shit, like he just randomly uses an nade, he can't use it on himself. Mm. Um, or um, you know they use amp on a like they use amp and then you have nano blade or something like this, right? And you can't amp the nano blade and stuff like this. So, uh, yeah, it's people will notice this, they'll look at it, and um, it will really be like their engage tool. Like you know in league, for instance, um, people use towers, right? They would siege towers, and then if the tower was um, about to break, uh, people would either fight for it or they wouldn't. But if the tower was so low and they fight for it, the uh, attacking team would take it as an engaged tool because they're like, well, okay, yeah, we'll fight mm. under it. We can kill it in like one hit. So mm. same, same, same concept. I'm trying to make a little parallel, but yeah, I hope you guys play League otherwise. Oof. <laughs> I was like, okay. no, I couldn't do it. It's too complicated. Yeah. Too complex. You just speed boost into the the, the gate. Yeah. I've played I had this Legends, chat. Settle down. Okay. I had this theory before that people really don't dislike things they don't understand. And I think that is um, a problem with goats, which I can uh, em uh, empathize with. It's like the problem also, I think, is, is I was thinking today, I was going to make a thinking it over episode, but then I fucked up the production. And um, it's like. Tell me about it. <laughs> Um, I, like, I think, so the topic is great esports moments, right? And I feel like there are a lot of great, potentially great moments happen that have too many layers in GOATS mm. above them, where you would need an expert to explain it to the layman 
in order to see the really amazing things. And um, often, for instance, like I, I explained with a different graph boost, is like this is an obvious one, but mm -hmm. these are not that common in in goats as they were, for instance, in uh, in dive, especially with um, tracer or Genji uh, blades or whatever. I, I feel like the, also a lot of the amazing factor, like the epic wins, if you want, come from team play, and that is also increasingly hard to see. So. I think it's the composition suffers from that, not necessarily from the actual skill that is involved. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Wow. We just went straight into that. We were like, you know, hey, how are you doing, Yiska? And Yiska's like, I want to talk about the transitive properties of <laughs> yeah, yeah. something else. Uh, I'll be honest with you. Like, yeah. I, I, like, for instance, I don't look at content that much, but I look at the uh, Yiska's and, um, it's funny, like how similar we think about the game, and then how controversial our shit is. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's it's pretty nice to have somebody else out there do it. So I'm like, yeah, just sit back, like, yeah, I think the same way, but I don't have to taste the shit. I feel, I feel this is unbreakable right here. Like he's he's living the best life with a fat coach salary, and I'm just getting bombarded on Reddit for like shit pay. Like, come on, man. Like broken here. Oh man. That's just life sometimes, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about what's been happening in, in competitive Overwatch and Overwatch League sure. uh, recently. And uh, the big one, and this happens like right after we turned off last week's episode. Like we finished recording and all of a sudden, boom, this pops up. I think it, it might have actually still been, we might have been live with our post show stream. Mm -hmm. And it is uh, that Defran has stepped down from Atlanta Rain, is that the uh, correct uh, term to use, Yiska, and step down? Has he been relieved of his post, or is he stepping <laughs> down? Mm, I think step down is a fine uh, framing of the of the situation. Yeah. Yeah. So the has gone. Exceeded personally for me. Exceeded my expectations for play. Did not exceed my expect expectations for how long he stuck with it before. Uh, he was done. I mean, uh, Joe, I mean, what's your take on this here? So Defran, I mean, Atlanta rain had a, a really solid stage one. They made it to playoffs, like, which is, which is great. They, they squeaked, yeah. they squeaked in as far as, you know, between their strength of schedule and just overall play, but they, they made it and they did, they did fine. And uh, I think that's a success for them. I think that that's incredibly impressive when you look at, you know, a new team coming into the league and you add those those contexts to the story of Atlanta. I think it's really impressive. Um, there's a reason why I had Atlanta as one of my most like volatile teams. You know, we know DeFran. <clears throat> you know, he, he, he goes where his passion allows him to go, right? Like if he's not into something, he doesn't want to do it. And that's kind of almost admirable. Um, and you kind of have to respect it because he... You know, he, he understands we don't have all that much time on this this blue rock in space. So I might as well be doing something I like. Yeah. If it's flipping burgers and having a good time, then so be it. He's a simple man. Yeah. Let him do what he wants. You know, it's it's all good. Um, it is kind of sad to see him go because he he came into the league and had such a good performance as you know many of us thought he would. Um, but kind of exceeded expectations on those different heroes that we haven't seen him play in, in a decent amount of time so yeah it's it's kind of sad to see him go but i'm happy for him because he's off doing things that he wants to do now and if overwatch league wasn't necessarily his uh 
his run of the mill, his uh, wheelhouse, then, you know, it is what it is. He's not leaving forever. He's just uh, laterally moving, right? So it's a good thing overall, I think. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm I'm pretty sad that he's he's gone, you know what I mean? But he had, mm-hmm. imagine he came in with the season and he did really well. So yeah. he has a lot to be proud of. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, um, let's let's see. Uh, so there's there's a um, like a new news that uh, Coco has uh, been has left the Dallas Fuel, mm-hmm. and I think if I like I don't want to put anything in his mouth, but I, I think this is like I, I'll try to frame it as positively as I can. Um, I think. For him, it's a similar situation to how Dufresne had it, where it's like, so this, his street reads, the last, uh, last chapter of the last three and a half years of my life, it's been an amazing experience, huge thanks to all my teammates and all the Envy and f- uh, Fuel fellas who've all been f- uh, fantastic and helpful in every possible way. Too many in, uh, to add in a single tweet, but you guys know, um, all know who you are. Man, it's hard to read with a... Mike stand in your way. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah. I, I think um, it was interesting that he moved to coach, but I will also mm. say he theoretically probably has the analytical mind towards it. But if if that's not your your thing, or we don't know, maybe maybe he's yeah. getting another job. We don't know yet. But and um, would be the team to to kind of move him around like that. I mean, Hastro is the type of guy to not just let a player go off and and not have any opportunity. So if there's another way that. Coco would be able to move within the Team Envy kind of uh, umbrella. Maybe he's going somewhere else. Maybe he's you know stepping into another role that you know uh, him and him and My, the management has figured yeah. out. I, I didn't get to. So we were literally pressing record on the show when the news broke that it, yeah. like it got pushed down to the bottom of our show notes and everything. And I started mm-hmm. watching the the video, and in the video he does say, and I, I can't quote any of it, but it basically sounds like a he he chose. He yep. wanted this to be it, and he's planning on moving back to Sweden, which um, oh okay, maybe throw throw my idea at the window. Yeah, so I like if <laughs> unless Sweden is getting an CSGO Overwatch League know. team at the very yeah, least, yeah, yeah. yeah he's <laughs> he's not going back uh, to Owl. Maybe he's doing something else, but yeah, I oh, respect no. that. There's mm-hmm. something you know, your twenties basically are are really when you can kind of like pick your direction because once you're in thirties, yep. you can't just be like. I don't want to be a. It's I don't want to be in harder. gaming anymore. I'm gonna yeah. go get my degree and and whatnot. You know, like that's. Mm-hmm. It's Do you want me to have a panic thing. attack right now? <laughs> Existential. Yes, <guy. laughs> Yeah. Who do you guys think is gonna replace the friend? By the way, like any predictions? That I'd have to think about a Can't little say. bit more. Can't say. Oh, okay. Okay. See, this, guy, this, this guy knows. This guy who already knows. Yeah, he's yeah. like, I can't say no. I already know. He's the one leaking. I don't think it's decided, but I've I've heard some names. Oh, okay. Oof. He actually doesn't know. <laughs> We're just gonna stay nice. sit quietly until Yiska divulges <laughs> yeah, yeah. the information. That doesn't have a treatment. Yeah. We'll just wait. Now, who the replacement for Coco is is more interesting, but. Mm, you didn't ask that, so you yeah. you failed your. Is it more uh, interesting though? <laughs> is test. it more interesting? Like play. So his what was his role before? Was it just player coach? Hmm. I can. Look I can't. Up. I can't remember. Probably, but I want to yeah. say yeah, I can't remember if that was uh, 
uh, not cool, cool, Matt. Um, See, they, yeah, they have quite a few coaches. Yeah, but have Atlanta had a friend. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I mean, it's it's hard to compare the two. You know, like no. Elko was listed as uh, on Liquipedia as Tank's coach. Tank's yeah, so for he was a, he was a role coach then. Yeah, yeah. but so I, I think they should get the uh, hardest mirror. Or Oni God or Spectre, whatever his name is now, Spectral Reiner. Oh, yeah. so probably the worst for Atlanta. Name <laughs> so yeah. my like, my question is, and it's nothing against role coaches at all. I just like mm-hmm. based on how other teams are kind of set up, I I question a lot the value versus investment of a specific role coach, like full time salaried role mm. coach. And I question that from just the perspective of, and part so like part of me is like, I wonder if there was just some of like, hey, you've done a lot for. It's kind of like when a CEO mm-hmm. steps down and be like, they're stepping into an advisory role, right? Mm-hmm. Part of it is to like temper the shock of the community. Part of it is to yeah. keep a strong bond between you know the company and the player and the goodwill that's come from that. And um, like I, I, I don't like part of me wonders if that kind of wasn't the plan all along. Um, maybe, but and that's totally speculation. I don't have any side <laughs> in, in information, and I know that role coaches are real things in other uh, esports. Mm. So I'm not yeah. saying, but I, I definitely in Overwatch, from what I've seen, I have not seen a ton of empirical evidence saying role coaches are really valuable, especially at the highest level, and that if you aren't having role coaches, you are doing worse because obviously Dallas mm-hmm. Fuel, you know, didn't have. A stellar stage one, right? That wasn't it wasn't, wasn't bad, stellar. It's yeah, kind of right where great. we were, and it's like, okay. yeah, it's it's so it's kind of hard to you know again to use that as like a justification. Though we've seen player coaches do fairly well uh, mm-hmm. so far, so I I, I don't know. I, I maybe I'm just <clears> off base <throat> and speculating a little too much. I would say it's even fairly challenging to convince teams of a statistical analyst that works like a fourth of a position. So the fourth of the payment, and then really most of the high value work you could do in that the fourth of the time you would employ a full-time analyst for. It's already very challenging to convince them that this has value. Now, someone on a full salary that just does positional coaching does seem excessive, though I will also say, I think personally from how I've like received Hastro, I think he's a real one in that sense that he would probably give a player with who had such a legacy for his organization. He would say, "Okay, I, I'll give you time to figure it out, like what you want to do." Mm-hmm. And um, like he even extended that opportunity to players that weren't really that long in in his organization. So yeah, I can definitely see that um, that this is uh, something that uh, maybe Coco was given the opportunity to. And just ultimately decided he didn't want to do. And that is fair enough, right? Like, at best, he saved a bunch of his salary, has a lot of the the winnings, and just can now decide or do whatever. Because I, I, I think he was on a Masters for much of his uh, starting career. I think I remember back in 2016, while they were like on a 58 uh, w- game win streak, he was also doing a Masters on the side. So, okay. um, yeah, pretty cool situation for him in general and um yeah as tripod splatters once again giving out 
Uh, we'll have to bridge over <laughs> this content section. What's the What's the next? So topic? there's a there's a pretty easy transition there. Um, okay. You know there there are some rumors going around. It was reported recently that the Paris Eternals head coach, um, good friend of the show, Damon, was um, is parting ways from his team. Mm-hmm. Um, where he ends up, nobody knows. Um, but it sounds like. Or at least it's being reported that that is the case. Um, your guys' thoughts on that? Um, does does the results from Paris um, really indicate that the head coach was the issue? Um, you know, does does the uh, punishment meet the crime when it comes to Reddit comments and and the amount of vitriol that's being thrown? Not only the organization's way, but his way as well. I think the major like uh, offender. I can mm-hmm. say is the scouting with Paris. I think that was something that can be really put to blame. Not saying any of the players are bad, but in this meta, um, there are a lot of players that uh, do what they do really well, right? That mm-hmm. uh, you know we're stuck in uh, contenders, whether it be Giganti, One Point, um, even even previous, you know, at the time of the scouting happening, which was Eagle Gaming, right? Um, one of the teams that were doing really good versus uh, all the World Cup teams, the national teams. And um, they were seen to be one of the best teams at GOATS, right? Um, you know, a lot of those players didn't even get tryouts. Like, that's that's ridiculous. So, after winning uh, Contenders, I know I said this uh, to you, Joe, too, but, like, mm-hmm. that's what Contenders is for, like, uh, discovery mm-hmm. and, you know, for that opportunity to get to that higher level. And uh, I really think scouting is one of those issues that uh, Paris um, should get flecked for. Oh, there's another news, guys. What's oh, trickling yeah, in? Give it in. Um, Persia. Persia joins Boston Uprising from Talent, uh, Talent Esports. So like a, a Korean that plays in the specific region, as far as I can tell. Persia. And I will tell it honest, I've never seen a game of the, of the player. So. <laughs> All right. So this like, is, we need to take a second here. Overwatch League and Overwatch League teams. <laughs> Wait until we're done with the show. Or do it like... Two hours before the show because I'm sick of you breaking in the middle of the show. Okay, it's really starting to piss me off. Hmm. I just, I just need you to, my God. <laughs> Curry shot. Have you heard of, of this guy before? Of, uh, I think I have. Yeah. Sorry, this okay. is somebody at my door. Is I'm it your dog? Podcast. <laughs> huh? No, it was uh, my manager. Is it your dog? Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, my dog knocked. You know, you know what I mean. We need the room for something. Just come in and you know yeah. go right there. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> I think. Oh, that was a good one. I've heard of the team, but he seems like he's a pretty new player. It looks like uh, Liquipedia has him listed just from the beginning of 2018 till uh, now. So they joined. Yeah, they also joined Twitter in December of 2018. So <laughs> and they had twelve <laughs> twelve following and uh nineteen followers. So very avid social media user, at least Western social media. I um, will say I haven't seen a lot of talent and I don't remember the name, but talent has been alright in terms of scouting specifically Korean players. Like I didn't think their team was all that bad. They had like some some interesting pieces that I wish were like dispersed and kind of be picked apart. Um and I think they have, especially going into Contenders China and Contenders Korea, um, players have been starting to move around, especially China. There's a lot of um, Pacific talent that has been uh, kind of called up. So um, it'll be interesting. I'll have to do some studying on uh, Persia. 
if there's one thing I know is that Boston Uprising don't know how to scout, scout players. You know, <laughs> I'm I'm real close to writing that article. I think they fell into a beautiful, beautiful accident with Fusions. Um, I'm not willing to give them full Dang. credit on that. All right. Not ready, not ready to get full credit on that, but we're getting close. We're getting close. Uh, I will, I will say they have some of the best scouts. I will, That's I will. Reported, yeah, exactly. And then, you know, Hook, you know, we will, I will give credit to Hook for that mm -hmm. because, yes. like, for instance, with Fate and, you know, that deal where he almost closed that deal with Valiant. Mm -hmm. Imagine, like, he, he has an eye for getting players for, like, the lowest price, yep. like, in a business model, like, like in a, sorry, in a business viewpoint. Yep. Um, he does really well because he's getting these players um, for lowest, lowest, like, amount of money and then just, insane value like it's it's unreal yeah how much better he is than the second guy oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's not close <laughs> it's it's actually insane he's amazing at this yeah yeah so and, and i i've said it i've said it many times before and i will say that uh the at the very least i anytime like when you're looking at an uprising roster you have to add the intangibilities of what the coaching and system does to those mm -hmm. players. Because honestly, for me, between what they did in stage one with all the changes and now, or not stage one, season one, come back in season two, stage one, perform really well. Um, I, I don't think that it was like amazing, but I still think it was outperforming mm -hmm. uh, kind of where we had them, you know? So for, for me, you know, uh, at least well, uh, Level-headed Boston Uprising fans know that I'm a Boston Uprising fan and I like them a lot. <laughs> and just the the really angry ones who anyone who says Not like the hair triggered ones. Yeah, the, anytime you say something negative, you know they're just like rah, like they're just this really weird that voice I was talking to Volumel earlier that that kind of thing. Like I just God, is that you. Uh, yeah, I I just I hmm. so, yeah. You're you're a Boston fan? I I am. Yeah, I oh, okay. so I I am a newly found my my main team right now is the Shock. I live in San okay. Jose, so I'm right by San Francisco. Right, I've, right, right. I've visited them and I've I've seen the players and I've met the coaches and like the actual energy staff and uh I, I'm all in on them. But Boston Uprising have always been my second um yeah. in that. We forwarded them yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> all righty then. Sorry, who do you who do you coach for again? I, I can't find them on the Overwatch League website. Where are they? Oh, too funny. Coming in with that spice. I know. Come on, below. man. I don't need that curry spice right now. I mean, they call me curry shot for a reason, right? You know, you know, what kind of curry is this? Cheers. Cheers. You You're welcome back anytime. I just won't be here. Uh, <laughs> So. Oh, dude, this more. Wow, this is breaking my brain. What if they actually sold Imgod? Is that could could that be okay? So where okay. would he go though? Yeah, I mean, because this guy, because Persia, uh, again, I don't know any idea of what exactly he plays, but on Liquipedia, he's listed uh, signature heroes as Zenyatta Moira Genji, so it would make. A little bit more sense. Um, there's no reason to add another flex support if you have aim god, right? Huh. Where would he go though? I mean, aim god is not. Like, I mean, he is for sure, but who who gets him? Yeah. 
I'm gonna say it. That's interesting. I, I okay. We we don't know if they tried it. Maybe this is just some, some something like it's not bad to have a backup, no. and especially not bad to apply pressure to a player, mm-hmm. um, like yeah. in their position. So it, it doesn't have to be, but it could be. At some point. It, it is my understanding too that that's kind of how Boston runs. Is your kind of your your spot is always up. You're yep. you're constantly proving yourself, and when you play your best, you're you're fine. But and then you get sold. Yeah. And a big old f- you letter from Huck. I'm just kidding. No, it doesn't happen. Uh, doesn't I happen. Unlike the... unlike me, or unlike Yes Guy, would never call Huck a cuck. Yeah. What? Yeah, why, the... why did you do that? No, that was Joe. Uh, that was Joe. On, Sorry, Don't that was Joe. Like that. So I think we were talking about this before the show on an interview one time. Uh, yeah. Joe actually accidentally said cuck instead of Huck. Yeah. Oof. And... It happens, man. It's the slip of the tongue. I mean, that's fifty percent on Huck for making his name so close. If my name's like, if my name's like, if I change my name to Lackass <laughs> and you accidentally call me Jackass, like, I don't know, man. Okay, let me know. let me it's ask you this, Joe. It's not a reach. what's up. Let me ask you this: Would Ask you me. enjoy being around Curry Shots dogs? Hey, I'm yeah, just saying, if you ever need a cameraman. <laughs> A, ca- a cameraman? Dude, yeah, I'll hold the camera. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh-uh. I'm just saying. I don't know what you're saying. Dude. Just saying, man. All right. <laughs> Timestamp that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Write that down. Okay. All right. Well, uh, this podcast has been completely derailed. Yeah, so, debauchery. Uh, yeah. But it's been but it's been a good one to listen to. That's for sure. Let's uh, let's talk about stage two. So stage two is just around the corner. We're less than uh, 48 hours away or we're a little more than 48 hours away from the first Mm -hmm. matches of stage two. And um, for those. So we're going to give you a little primer. We're going to get you ready for what to expect in stage two. Stage two is going to be played on patch one point three four, which is the Baptiste patch. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, overall, uh, beam damage reduced 20% against armor patch. And damage over time effects no longer mitigated by armor. So those uh, are kind of the big things coming in on top of a ton of hero balancing. Mm. Um, I'll, just, I'll just throw it on the open floor. I listed out some that I thought were at least impactful. But yes. Uh, I know that they're not all there. Yiska, like, what did you want to talk about here? There's one huge one that also isn't as talked about in pledge notes. And it's the way how um, boops work, or rather displacement in the air generally, right? Mm -hmm. So people might have seen, for instance, the Roadhog ultimate against XQC on uh, Iconwald. (laughs) <laughs> where Roadhog over a ridiculous, ridiculous oh, distance just hovers him in the air against his pr- uh, his primal jumps and whatever. And the same is true, by the way, for Lucio boobs. The same is true for primal rages. Like all the boob characters got an implicit buff unless they are also bad against boobs, like or really countered by them. Because basically, what my understanding of it is is previously you were able to move against the direction that you're booped in, and then it would throw you way for like uh, way less distance or way less velocity. Um, and in the same sense, it gave you way more distance, sometimes ridiculous distance, when you were moving with it, right? Where there was a formula, like 
you could you could hit each other as Reinhardt's out of the park if a Zarya right click hit at the same time. It was pretty ridiculous how seemingly multiplicative sometimes it worked, right? So they got rid of that seeming randomness and just made it ridiculous across the board. Like yeah. it's, 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 it's funny. Uh, it's funny you say this because um, there is a, there was a strategy, um, not not the double boop, but there was something called uh, the the triple boop or or like a double boop with bip, uh, whip whip shot because mm-hmm. there was a mechanic where um, if you boop and whip shot at the same time, they go across the fucking field. <laughs> and that's that's yeah. and the strategy was on uh, Route sixty six when people were doing the the close spawn right, mm. um, the hold. So people would always you'd see them hugging the wall and then just getting launched off the map, and people were wondering what what happened to them. But it's it's literally that mechanic. People were starting to figure out that well, if we somehow sync these two abilities together, they go f- they just go flying. Something in the Overwatch physics is not working. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And now it consistently is ridiculous. So yeah, <laughs> not not terrible like you described. <laughs> that wouldn't happen, but still pretty. <laughs> Still pretty it's, ridiculous. Instead of fixing it for that one character, let's give it to all of them. <laughs> like that was, yeah. that was the reasoning. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I love yep. it. I love it. What else? Anything else uh, kind of big here you wanted to talk on the micro level before we maybe kind of expand out and kind of discuss what we think the ramifications are going into stage two as far as how it affects the meta? I think mm. the Lucio changes have been pretty interesting. Amp it up speed boost reduced from 70 to 50. Crossfade speed boost reduced from 30 to 20. Wall ride speed buff increased from 20 to 40. So overall, he's moving his team around less. And he gets a minor speed. Well, not really. I think the armor changes. Yeah, it's a big... Armor changes as well. Yeah, the armor changes are big. I don't know if you guys have played Winston like in this meta, but... Ooh. He feels good. He shreds, like, um, yeah. Yeah. And I was uh I was recently on um Haxel's YouTube because I was playing Ash too. Um so I got in a game with eleven players all Korean, right? Uh they had Seoul and we had Vancouver and it was then me, right? <laughs> and then I was uh, <laughs> yeah. I was playing um Ash, right? And yeah, it just it just felt really good. Like I, I felt like I was. Uh, they we didn't end up playing tanks because we realized like okay, well, we, and it was on Gibraltar. We can just uh, play this. Like it, it felt really good. It didn't feel like I was doing nothing, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I do like the changes. The armor changes probably a lot. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and, but the one thing I don't like is that Ryan is um, Ryan He's is dead. one of my favorite heroes to play. So, yeah, like the, the boob changes, like you said, Iska, and then uh, you know the armor changes, like. Yeah, they had they had to kill that hero, and it's it's unfortunate. I love that we're in 2019, and that there's a character that just swings a hammer and puts up a shield, and that's yeah. viable in an FPS. I love. Oh, we need something else, man. He needs I something. I but I just I think it's so cool. Like, yeah, yeah, say whatever you want about Overwatch, but like the diversity of ways to play different heroes, second to none. Hmm. Yeah. I remember getting into beta very early and mm. thinking I, I thought it was a terrible idea to have melee characters in an FPS, but somehow this is the best, um, w- like the most polished way I've seen melee characters work in an FPS. Yeah. Now, of course, the, the initial imp- impression is very different than what it actually turns out to be, but m- most of the time at least. But yeah, overall... I mean, Ryan had great 
periods in overwatch history but also pretty rough runs if we're being yeah, honest. either hot or yeah. cold there's really no i think the goats meta within the last couple months has been the biggest um th- not the biggest definitely the biggest resurrection but the the last time that i remember both of them being very relevant right where on some maps winston's very good on some maps ryan's very good right i it seems like through the course of history one of them has been just predominantly the one that is just always picked and then you don't really see the other yeah by the way like uh so one of the reasons why a lot of these european uh contenders teams are are like just complaining about uh the owl meta right is because you know this winston goats like you were saying mm-hmm. too like a lot of the owl teams are like starting off with it on defense right and you'll just see the team switch to Rhine Goats, especially on two CP, come back uh-huh. with Rhine Goats, and then just stop all them like every single time. Because mm, yep. like they don't understand like um, floats is actually a counter comp. That's why we played in Europe like to DPS and stuff like this. We don't just like some of the teams in Europe still do it too, but like it was it was a counter comp. That's it for DPS. But people are just playing it like default. Yeah, and I understand why because they just want to swap the wins and they just have to swap to Rhine, right? Mm-hmm. So they can keep the other five volts, but it doesn't matter. You lose the first fight, you're done. Yep. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's it, that's why a lot of you'll see like uh, Davin specifically just mouthing off on Twitter, which isn't <laughs> the right thing to do in my opinion. You don't just complain on Twitter, but like, yeah. True. I mean, at some point, you gotta say if you're if you've been so long in pole position to be picked up, and then you aren't picked up. Yeah. And possibly for reasons His that time's is coming. His time's coming. That. That he himself, uh, like, fucked up there. Yeah. Because I, for, for instance, I think I've heard he he didn't respond to invitations to, uh, to tryouts, for instance, from all teams. Wow. Wow. No, um, yeah. There's there's definitely a like didn't respond or so. didn't show up. Or didn't just respond. Dec- didn't respond. Didn't show up or declined. Uh. That that's a good, good distinction to make. Uh, it's definitely not didn't show up. He didn't say I, I want to be then and then didn't show up. That is not what happened. Um, I think declined possibly is the most, like least egregious ones if I'm wrong. But okay, um, like yeah, I I hate to remove spice from the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> man, that would have been a good Reddit clip. But uh, <laughs> I just wanted to make sure if it's like it's one thing if he's just like. No, you're the Washington Justice, and there's not a world where I want to play with the Justice right now. Or if it's more like, um, sorry, it's 2019. I don't have email, and I just, I just never. I don't. If you email me, I'm not responding. <laughs> Send me smoke yeah. signals, please. That's my preferred the, method of. Add me on Snapchat for tryouts. <laughs> Instagram me. There are there are good reasons to turn down a a, a tryout as well. Sure. Like. For instance, if we like, by the way, uh, just take a look at uh, Raslin's or Blake's series, like deep dive into the minds of um, the esports DM. The, yeah, the esports yeah. DM is his name now. Like they, he has a, a a clip right now with Logics, where Logics talks about the situation where he was put on the spot by some team, and DC wanted him too, and then DC decided and back and forth, back and forth. Sometimes these things happen and there's good reasons to just say, okay, I want to focus on these selections. And by doing so, you increase your chances of being picked up of one of those. But of course, you know, shut down that other team. 
But yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So how do you feel, Curry? How do you feel about... There's two changes that I can't really decide if I think they're going to be impactful at all. Uh, the first one is Zenyatta's Orb of Discords getting getting um, uh, nerfed a bit, going from 30% to 25%. It, it feels like a small amount, but is that impactful enough to to make her, in your opinion, see less... Or make them, sorry. I, do any of you ever... Uh, have an issue where you want to call Zenyatta a her? Like I always have since day one. I've wanted to call no. Zenyatta a her. I have no idea why. But I'll be honest. I think it's only you. It might be only <laughs> me. You know. <laughs> f you, babe. Thanks for being on the show, man. I'm so glad you're here. Uh, do you expect? Uh, is this a big enough change uh, where we can see any real differences in um, overall playtime, or is this just kind of a minor balancing thing that's just going to make it less uh, extreme? I think uh, grouped with the other indirect nerfs as well, and indirect like other changes, uh, you might see less play in certain uh, comps, but. Um, yeah, it's 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 too early to say, but I, I definitely think like uh, the the Bap you know Baptiste, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I think like those uh, Orisa comps with him um, will be pretty strong, uh, especially on uh, two CP maps. So, so I just want to say for a second, uh, Custa calls Zenyatta a her as well, and his brain oh. is so big that he literally can't even play in Overwatch. <laughs> so, you know, you know, uh, I, I I just I I feel super validated. Um, I've, I've, okay, so with Husta, he was my duo queue for maybe nine seasons, and I've never heard him say her. And he was like a Zen main back then. He, he was playing flex support, not even main. I guess that explains why he doesn't duo with you anymore. You don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, it's because uh, my brain is too big, you know? There <laughs> you kidding, go. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so uh, the other question I had was about Widowmaker. So we haven't seen Widowmaker in a while, uh, but they made a kind of a really interesting change to uh, her infrared strike, and that is, um, number one, her ultimate dies when she dies. Number yeah. two, okay, Joe, am I boring you? No, I'm, I, I've been <laughs> yeah, I'm like boring you right to, now. I'm trying to pound like, this coffee down. That's why I'm trying to talk sorry, to my, my, like, my deity, geez. trying to get some energy here. Joe, so, you need Jesus, dude. You need oh, Jesus. I need something. <laughs> Whatever deity you got, I need. Yeah, not coffee. <laughs> so, um, anyway, so they made made the change where when she dies, her infrared sight dies. But they did buff mm -hmm. it in a way that now you'll actually see the enemy um, health bars. Yeah. In infrared sight. Whole team, I believe, right? Whole yeah. team, I believe. Yeah. So with that change, is that big enough to where if we see... It, like that we could see uh widowmaker back in competitive again i mean that feels like that has to be a pretty great advantage for widowmakers overall um sure. even though it doesn't matter when i'm just shooting into a reinhardt <laughs> shield anyway but for competitive players you know seeing low health heroes is is this a big change is this something that could could shift her level of play for widowmaker uh i don't think this this change enough i think like for instance if they left her the same uh, she'd see the same amounts of play. I think it was an interesting change, but I don't think it's like game changing. And it, it does have an impact, you know, especially if you're playing, you know, uh, dive tanks or something like this, right? Mm -hmm. Where um, you can go ahead and uh, do something with that information. But um, in terms of it being like absolutely game changing, I, I don't think it will be. But um, yeah, again, it's it's too early to say, but 
I, I definitely think um, the other changes were far more impactful, you know? So while inf- the InfraSight changes might not necessarily be the thing that pushes her farther into the yeah, game, yeah. with, you know, Junkertown being added to the Overwatch League map pool, oh, yeah. with the prediction around bunker compositions featuring Baptiste and Arisa being powerful, do you think there is room for maybe a comp like Double Sniper to come back where they can kind of play the flanks and kind of uh, attack the bunker from, from as many angles as possible? It could, yeah, it could definitely come back on certain maps. Um, you know, especially a map like Junkertown, where it's like mm-hmm. basically sixty. You can stand sixty meters out, right? Which is like, you know, you can't you can't really play Winston into that because yeah. um, it's too big of a map. You have a twenty meter leap range, right? So you need to jump three times to get to to where she is, and it's not really um, plausible, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I definitely think uh, it can be okay on those maps. But then that's why on those maps too, you see um, goats right now. Uh, run because you know you get to buy a lot of time. You you know if you sure. you can lose every fight and then um, run out the clock on second point. You know what I mean if you play the mm-hmm. fights correctly. So um, I think that's pretty strong, right? Imagine just losing every fight and just running down the clock like that. So which is why Eagle Gaming uh, back in the day also did it like this. So hmm. interesting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, any other micro? Old. Any other micro thoughts on uh, these changes? Before we we talk about bigger impacts for stage two, oh, I, I actually I wanted the uh, McCree and Reaper changes to be like very substantial, but um, the high noon one was pretty nice. I don't know if you guys uh, remember that one. Longer period, where it takes a lot faster and does a lot more damage, right? Yeah, yeah. And then the Reaper change with the sh- with the shadow step, they made it so you can use it while falling. Um, I think is that, I think that's still on PTR. Oh, is it on PTR? Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. It I think that's what the, the bouncing is. Yeah, 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 you're right. It is on PTR. Sorry, like, so if you don't know, I like Reaper is my my favorite thing. You know what I mean? So like, uh, I'm I'm really excited about that here on dude. Oh, I, I like the platform. What? Okay, so ju- okay, at this point, okay, that that's that's strike three, dude. Okay, okay, uh, let's, stop, uh, okay, okay. Uh, stop, uh, stop okay. this podcast. Stop, uh, okay, one. He just told us earlier that he was in a solo queue game with 11 Koreans, and he was the one picking Ash, probably with Pine in his game, probably with... Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, we won, and I popped off, you know? (laughs) Second one is... (laughs) Wait, what did you just say? Uh, Reaper. Oh, Oh, yeah, Reaper, Reaper is your favorite hero. Strike two. Now look at his headset. Look at his headset. He still has the protective thing yeah, on him. Yeah, take the protective thing off the right ear cut, man. Wait, this? No, 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 Okay, whoever owns this, if you lose to Fusion Uni, you have to convince the person that you can peel those off and send a video of it to it so we can play it in front of the next podcast. If you to send that to management, <laughs> we're gonna have to post that through PR. You'll see a video of me man. sending. They're like, well, "What? What is this? Why like, are you sending a picture like a video of me?" Ben Spoon slides in your What DM, you got what against is this? So, Yiska. So, yes. in our first game of the season, uh, we pulled out Reaper. Right? All yeah. the players I've coached before, both in Europe and North America, message me and they're like, "Reaper, huh? <laughs> like that's a great shot." <laughs> 
Because yeah. I always try to find ways where it will work. Oh, it did work. Yeah. I mean, we're still first in our groups, you know. So yeah, there you go. For it. It's true. He lives by the Beyblade. Reaper is not the reason, but like you know, I like to think it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, it's it's a uh, confirmation bias. I get it. Uh, so um, <laughs> let's let's talk about let's bring this back to Overwatch League for a second. Sure. Uh, for any of these changes, for any, if this goes to any of you three guys. Uh, does this change, do these changes uh, make it so that you think that there's teams that can really improve their their record or their overall play because of these changes? Does yes. Who, mm-hmm. Joe? Who? Um, I think... I'm very hesitant to say London. I, I want to. I want to. I have to see, and it's it's beautiful that they play pretty late in the week, so I can actually make a pretty. I feel like I'll have a good enough read on what teams are interested in doing. Sure. Um, so that I like because I, in stage one, I came out and said that I thought London was going to adapt very slowly to ghosts. Lo and behold, they did. If the meta is so much about bunker comp, which they've they have history in playing, they could look a little bit weaker than expected, I think. I think shifting the gears for London seems to be something they struggle with. Maybe they've uh, identified that problem and can actually do so quicker in stage two. My mind kind of goes to Chengdu again. Um, Oh, yeah. Ameng has a history of playing Orisa. That's the other main tank that he played pretty okay. (laughs) In Contenders China, he was a diva hog... Orisa DPS player um, rotated the ball when it came out and was okay at it. Apparently just became some sort of godlike character on the hero in the meantime. But I think activating their DPS players is going to be something really important for them. Plus this doesn't stray too far away from their strategy. So they can still play the meta if it is going to be bunker and they can play their own variant as well um shock gets a nod nyxl gets a nod if dps is really going to come back in the meta they have you know some of the best dps lineups in the league so they definitely get uh, the shout from me yeah and the reason like i would say like uh some of the korean teams obviously new york excelsior and vancouver are still like at the top right Hmm. but um the reason uh some of like london for instance uh well this is all speculation right but um Mm -hmm. i've heard like um communication with some of the korean teams uh just because um you know i've had players who've uh, sure. tried out and stuff and they want me to look at you know either vote not for london but uh who want me to look at the votes to see like what they were like and how they were playing etc um and i hear the comms and it's just screaming like targets right and that could have worked maybe in a previous meta right but um in the current meta with goats uh you need to call cooldowns like i said prior right like you need to mm. call um when they use bubble Otherwise, there's that window you won't recognize and see that window of when you need to go in, like that ebb and flow of going like a wave and coming back, right? Mm-hmm. So you don't do anything, basically, and you just lose and get your shit pushed in, right? So basically, in the next meta, why I'm saying like some of these teams will, will do better is because um, the communication uh, like um, variant kind of like shifts, you know, the way, yeah. the way it works. The structure lends shifts. itself to the... Yeah typical calling structure to to kind of support what curry shot saying um if you go on uh twitter and you look at souls twitter they have uh, a small sound bite from when they won against nyxl in the playoffs and it is just a massive shouting fest just echoing targets screaming jay hong is kind of known for being this 
loud i guess would be the way you could phrase it uh he's very loud and comes from from what i know um and yeah it, and correct me if i'm wrong if, if i'm not necessarily uh being charitable to your point but it sounds like you're saying the calling structure that some korean teams have lends itself to not goats right yeah okay yeah gotcha gotcha yeah. like if you hear if you hear uh huh I mean, like if you hear a european team uh Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, um, Paris didn't do that well, but uh, for instance, in, uh, if you hear Giganti one point um, prior, like in the last season, even Hurricane, right? Uh, Samsung, even. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just uh, screaming. Like it's, Some of these teams have like an energy level of one, and they're just yes. talking to each other. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. actually... And then you just, mentioned that on the podcast yeah. that we did, and it's it it brings me back to a really old CS clip. I actually don't remember if it was 1.6 or CSGO, but I think it was like Fnatic or Ninjas in Pajamas, and it was just like a small listen in on like one of their Dust 2 retakes, and it was mostly silent. And like, mm-hmm. oh, there's a guy here, he has this gun. Okay, we're gonna go three, two, one. Okay, we did it. Round over. Like, no talking. And this was the time where I was still pretty like you know, heavily into league. And I remember listening to those comms and it was just target, 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 target. Okay. Next target, 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 target. And it was those, that echoing mentality. And the, the shift between that was, was massive where it's like, why are they so quiet? And why are these guys just, you know, what's the, why is there a difference? Yeah. And it, it, it almost kind of seems again, maybe a little bit cultural, maybe, 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 maybe. regional. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It seems maybe it, it, it could be. Yeah. But I mean, like, I've I've also seen them like in a in a DPS meta and um, sure it is a bit different, but like uh, again like when you're just talking to each other like very calm right mm-hmm. and collected, you you notice every window that you can take, yep. and that's why like it seems like a completely different game uh, if you do see like a Giganti played or even like um now um the way we play too why a lot of teams are are struggling is because they realize like uh even with our team we're we're just talking to each other you know what I mean mm. and um. And that sounds like a lot of just talk forehead, but I mean, it's like just not screaming and then just yeah. realizing when to go. In between clicking that's why, heads, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. why like we notice every window that we have to take. And uh, when, you know, when that was one of the first things that uh, I looked at when I joined Mayhem and we fixed that rather quickly and now we can just focus on uh, strategy and it's it's working really well for us. So Nice. Nice. Well, let's uh, let's let's move forward a little bit because we've got matches coming up in less than fifty three hours. I don't know how many hours. Whatever. It's, it's <laughs> soon, guys. Nice. Yeah, okay. Two days. I learned my lesson. We're, two, we're passing it over to John. We're we're two two days away, and there are some pretty, in my opinion, some pretty important matches coming up as far as kind of what to expect. And um, from teams, given the the quote unquote new meta that we might be seeing, some of the new changes we're hearing. Um, Yiska, we were talking before. We're hearing of sounds like still uh, goats is still pretty prevalent, but it sounds like there's some other things going on. Yeah, um, apparently there's some triple DPS shenanigans going on. Yeah. So okay, <clears throat> it's pretty normal, I think, for. I, I wrote an article on, on Meta recently, where Meta is not the you know, instantaneous like, actualization of the perfect comp that could be played. One, the fact that we're mostly only playing one comp already should give you an idea that this is not a perfected Meta. It's more like one that uh, utilizes the time allotted to you 
very well. Um, it's also sort of a social thing almost where it's like, okay, so who impressed with that comp? Who did beats it? How did they like it? And that also oh, determines who beats it and how do they like it? Is that intentional? Yeah. Is that intentional? <laughs> wow. <Well, laughs> Bring in the dogs. <laughs> that was like a oh, neat man. bike trap just normally like Yiska, normally Yiska is the one that interrupts my very coherent thought true true I gotta get my that one in true. okay uh, so who true. beats no, no. it and how do they like it Yiska you were saying my coaching career will be defined by my dogs <laughs> <laughs> that is that is a fine reason to be defined by though. All right. Uh, oh, um, okay, we, so we need help, chat. <laughs> we need yeah. help. So <laughs> where's Jesus again? Yeah. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> Jesus apparently sounds like an imp. Okay. Okay. F found the point again. <laughs> found the point again. <laughs> oh man, this gets harder. By the way, as the older you get, you will yeah. realize in a couple of oh, years. Yeah. Does so, it get harder as as you go? Is that, is that yeah? All right. Yeah, yeah. It gets hard. All right. <laughs> okay. You you got to take notes and stuff. Like I I legitimately have like post-its here just to get. R slash yeah. whoosh, I guess. Oh my god! You actually did that again? He did it again. And oh you just my god! Oh, oh man! Wow. Okay. <laughs> if you just give me an opening. That's also true. Um. Ooh. So all right. Uh, the thing is. So there is some, or of course, the meta innovation, if there will be one, will be delayed just by, it's even possible that because the stage comes so quickly and we don't have contenders, we have no other innovator in the space. Yep. And apparently also the lower level teams aren't uh, trying it because uh, the, the opportunity costs for the best GOATS teams for it to remain GOATS is like, why would you innovate? There's no reason, right? Um, so as long as there's no innovator to come up with these comps, it will remain as such. And to develop these comps, it, it could very well be the case that you need a certain amount of minimum amount of synergy in a comp until it reveals itself as the GOAT's killer, right? Mm -hmm. But will you invest that time? Will you have the faith in that tomfoolery of trying to, you know, counter it when you don't really know that it, there's light at the end of the tunnel? And then, I mean, if you're valiant, how do you do that? Like you... You need wins now, right? Or you're out of the players for sure. So um, for some teams, it's almost too late. For some teams that are like, let's say, for instance, a Houston comes to mind, uh, even though that I think Houston players themselves or like coaches would say that's unfair because they could have easily been 5-2 uh, five, five this stage, but just mm -hmm. winning that too. But then again, their stage also gets a lot harder. So... Like teams like that should probably try to find something that suits them better and then innovate that way. Now, the problem is when they innovate and find that comp, how long really is their advantage? Like maybe week three, week four, until the, the high skill teams learn to copy, learn to innovate, learn to the nuances of the comp better than the innovator did in the first place. Like the ideal situation, actually, if you want to be an innovative, is be Chengdu, meaning. Nobody else jumps on your train yep. and you can just play your stuff. It's very hard to practice against you because nobody plays your comp at the level. And it's 
yeah, it's it's very hard. It's very tricky how meta uh, evolves. There's so many. It's like a multifaceted issue. It's not about balance patches. It is also about what do the um, the the patch notes say, because that signals something and kicks off like a uh, an avalanche of like thought patterns. Okay, what Reaper was what? Look at this guy. He's already smitten with like <laughs> Reaper going on, right? Like that now. You know, people try to think. Okay, so is 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 this now the case where Reaper could be viable? Maybe he could have been viable already in this meta, but nobody gave him a shot because of you know, like complacency or just security of the comp or, you know, risk reward management and whatever. So I think, yes, we will see mostly goats at the start, maybe some innovation for some, some teams, but yes, we're seeing also some triple DPS in those uh, scrims so far. Yeah. And just to add to what Jeske is saying too, and why it's like, um, you see these teams kind of uh, not changing anything is because let's say they try to innovate in that you remember you have like a week time uh, in between the matches the, the time for innovation is actually off season really it is yep. to think about and 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 change things because uh in that week prior to the match let's say you practice something that uh, you're trying to like change everything right in the week going to your match you didn't practice at all because let's say you don't find something that works or um it doesn't work as well you wasted that entire week mm -hmm. you know what i mean so like it's 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 very difficult to change um and innovate in that week span and it's it's why like uh, you might see a meta like shift uh, gradually eh? because over time also that one team will find um uh, something that works well like like Yiska said and then yeah it's just gone why why like they'll just copy it basically mm. but um it might take a while for them to let's say get better if like they've been doing it for a while but um still like uh the risk reward is is eh. like it's it's not it's not a uh, something yeah. that that's great you know sure yeah Definitely. so i singled out three matches from this week that i thought were be going to be pretty indicative i think of, of the stage results for uh certain teams and believe it or not boston both week one matches are a really big deal it's boston versus the atlanta rain and then boston versus the toronto defiant and uh i don't know about you yiska joe curry but for me I don't I don't see a world where Boston doesn't do well in the either of these two matches and then has a good rest of the stage. Like it, it kind of feels like these should be pretty good bellwether matches for them for the stage. So you're saying if they do well, they should be Yeah. Okay. I am, I am saying that. Uh, are you saying this as a Boston fan, or are you saying that uh, <laughs> you know, in a, from an you know, analytical perspective? Half and half, half and half. Okay, okay. <laughs> so but it also especially the atlanta rain one is obviously going to be a big deal too for atlanta without defran right so mm -hmm. they're going to be going at it from defran is how far do they fall without defran in in their roster yep. um hmm. i don't know do you guys have any thoughts do you guys think that uh do you think that we see a boston team that can squeak into the playoffs again in stage two it feels like I'm going to have to wait until everybody just finishes their roster moves, because like we've okay. seen already on the show, we've had one breaking story, two before the show, and we have two days before the stage yeah. actually starts. So it's like, I don't know if I'm ready to give hard predictions, but as of right now, uh, I don't think Boston does too terrible. I think they should be okay. I think Color Hex probably comes online if we're going to see a lot more DPS. Um, I think he got a lot better towards the end of the season or the end of the stage, I should say. 
Um, I, yeah, I think these will be a lot closer than what people expect, maybe. Plot twist, um, I'm Atlanta's new hit scan, I'm Lock and Reaper. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> All right, so first. Atlanta's not making the playoffs next. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Uh, I would say, Trapper, I think you're completely right. Like, if you just look at the schedule from Boston, mm-hmm. that week is killer for them. So, okay, next off, okay, Hangzhou, if it's, it's good that they meet Hangzhou this early because we can still expect them to play GOATs. Though I will say, <clears throat> that's one of those teams that should innovate at this if point. There's, if there's going to be, you know, a bunker comp that allows for more DPS players, Hangzhou's got quite that's, a few. That's a, that's a very good point, by the way. That is a, that is a really good point. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. um, they're meeting them this early. That's and then... For them, actually. And then London in week three and Titans. Like, oof. Like, I think London is also coming. Then there is a big break because they don't travel to Dallas in stage in week four. And then they got Gladiators as one of those matches. And then granted Washington Justice. Okay, so I think really realistic. Granted. (laughs) Just. A granted Washington justice. And there's Washington. It's not even a full sentence. It's just like, and granted Washington justice. One free win is is like synonymous, right? So, um, yeah, I think at this point, like, okay, so let's count. Uh, They should win Spark, probably. That's one win. Uh, Justice. And then justice. And Mm -hmm. you need four wins in order to make it to the play- stage playoffs, as we've seen, very likely. Yeah. Uh, there's still two wins that come from somewhere, right? Like, yeah. you probably don't upset Vancouver. Gladiators will be hard. London Toronto will be hard. be hard. And then, yeah, your best chances is Atlanta Rain and Toronto, yeah. I'd switch Toronto, what London. What do you know? But this old guy has a brain. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Shut up, I YouTube. think... Uh, I think Boston um, actually might have trouble versus Toronto potentially. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Like I, I think. It I seems think like the a, really tough one. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. That's probably the the toughest um. Non match of these three that I'm seeing right yeah, now. Yeah, not not Titans based matchup. I agree. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. what about? So there's another interesting one in Wink One, and that's the uh, Gladiators versus the Dynasty. Both teams that had high <laughs> expectations in Stage One. Like Dynasty, man, like, I mean, they had a really interesting one, right? They kind of eke mm-hmm. into playoffs. They pretty handily beat NYXL. I don't care what anyone says. It was, it was not, yeah. and it was not really that close. Oh, it was a pretty convincing, like, yeah, we're going to play was, your style and it was a convince. It. it wasn't one-sided, but it was convincing. It was like, oh, man, that one or two fights, I could have gone the other way. That was not... Uh, NYXL versus Dynasty, and then they play Vancouver, and then you're just like, oh, that was that was the Dynasty that we saw in Stage One. Mm-hmm. So, Dynasty, I think for me, there's still some question marks about, oh yeah, um, how good of a team they really are. Mm-hmm. And Gladiator is kind of the same way. Again, they they miss playoffs. They don't have a super strong start, but they but they, they don't. Late. Yeah, they peak, they peak late. They didn't look bad in a lot of ways. Like it looked, no. it looked like a pretty coherent stage 
to me. Mm-hmm. Deepay has told us, he told us on Twitter, then he told us on the episode or on the on the show. He's just like, you know, like temper the expectations a little bit. Uh kind of kind of alluding that goats might be a little bit harder for this team. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're moving away now, presumably, or there's at least other ways outside of goats where you can compete and potentially right. innovate. Uh, yeah, feels good to say that, by the way. Um, so, uh, Joe, what do you what do you take here from Dynasty versus Gladiators? Is this as important of a match as I seem to think it is? Or no, I, I do. I think that I think you're 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 Johnny on the spot, as Semler says, uh, with how both of these teams have peaked late. Um, Dynasty has you know made changes to their roster. They've added Illicit and Highly from Contenders Korea. Will they be featured this stage? Hard to say. Are they going to be featured in this match? I would assume not. Uh, but, you know, again, rosters make moves months in advance, then they get announced, and, and this could be far, much farther along than what we uh, know publicly. So maybe they will be um, in the arena for their gl- match against Gladiators. Um, yeah, I think this one's going to be a good litmus test of where these teams are at. They seem to be at the end of the stage at a similar level, I think. Um, man, Michelle definitely has impressed from a lackluster flex tank in China to being, you know, top performer on Diva in terms of Winston's lab rating. Um, massive somber performances. Just has has a, this kid has a brain on him, and he's flexible. If you could, if you could make a, a lab, you know, character that that would be somebody who I'd kind of craft. Um, matching okay. against the gladiators that looks good, but are they going to look good in this matter? I don't know. It, it, yeah, I think this is going to be a litmus test. I think you you kind of hit the nail on the head. We'll, we'll we'll have to see exactly what what comes from this. Fair enough. All right, before we close off. Uh, for the for the episode, I do want you all to put your money where your mouth is. So uh, give me your money, and then uh, let's let's uh, let's make some predictions here. So uh, Curry, I'm going to give you the first one here. Team who secures the first seed into the playoffs in stage two. First seed that secures it. I'm going to say sh- I'm going to give it to Shock. Shock. All right. Yeah. I like it. Joe, what about you, man? Team who secures first seed in stage two. Um, hmm. He's gonna say. I'll go. Yeah, I'll go Vancouver. Um, I think they have the pieces. I I do think that. I don't think stage one was a fluke. I don't know how. You'd even kind of bring that up i don't know how that's even a fluke I, I, i'm just trying to think of the the random youtuber redditor argument like <laughs> fanboy triggering as it might seem i don't know i think they're yeah. quite good i don't Bumper, see them changing we don't know much. if bumpers quite overwatch league ready though <laughs> i will say if if it is a big shift away this will be another another you know crucible for bumper can he shift can the team adapt around can they shift those resources i think they can Fair enough. Uh, but we'll, we'll have to see so yeah my my shouts for vancouver all right yes what about you i tried to big brain this but apparently the overwatch league um schedule is actually reasonable because last stage there were of course teams that didn't have matches in game uh, stage five so uh, week five so they could have already like when you have the games earlier 
you qualify earlier. And if Vancouver, mm -hmm. for instance, would have had, um, you know, their matches already pretty early. No, Vancouver actually has two matches in week five. So they're probably not the team. I think Shock, because ah, Shock also has two matches. Okay, then it's New York. Oh, yeah. True. Mm. So, I would, yeah, I've been split okay, between. <laughs> Hold the phone. What okay. is this stage from New York? What the? F okay. They have yeah, Fusion. Then they have Shanghai. Shanghai. Then they have Washington. Washington. Florida. Close your eyes. Then they have Florida Mayhem. <laughs> <laughs> then they have Philadelphia again. Then they have Atlanta. And Atlanta again. Oh, they play Atlanta back to back. How did you schedule this? <laughs> That's rough. Nathan? Yeah. I know you did the no. hand scheduling yourself. Uh, yes, Scott. It's yeah. it's funny you told me to close my ears because you know I'm I'm not I'm not too uh, I don't do too well to power rankings myself but I always like read them just to see what's up you know yeah and I had um I remember I was in the office and I was like looking at some power rankings like before scrims and management was right behind <laughs> me and like wondering you know where mayhem was so I was scrolling down I don't know who made it but then I went to the last one like the top ten like or whatever the bottom ten or whatever and then I see mm -hmm. University of Waterloo mayhem was like, not <laughs> oh, even bench on the list <laughs> that was, was bench like, oh. yeah yeah. Yeah, and then and then as soon as like I, I turn, I turn like, uh, we're not I guess, like mayhem's not on the on the list. Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh no. That is actually the I think the funniest thing I've ever heard of my. I thought life. I thought I was going to you know like lose my job right there and then you know. <laughs> like in my you know even even uh, the academy people were like yeah, <laughs> like my players were like okay. Oh my god, that's funny. <laughs> awkward pause oh yeah. man well nobody uh here's what i have to say anyway but i i actually did choose nyxl for for my number nice. one squad uh for, for weird way to pronounce boston two. <laughs> yeah boston <laughs> uprising i do have them unranked right in front of university of waterloo by the way so oh, that's good you know maybe you can apply for a job with them maybe uh, university of waterloo is that good i don't know I, yeah <laughs> If you have to, if you have to, yeah, if you have to ask the question, I don't know. Um, let's. Uh, who, who's the team that finishes dead last mm. in stage two? Uh, <laughs> Yiska. Yep. Audio podcast. Dead air is great. Uh, okay, like, l l give me, give me one second. I'll. Interchain well. Wait. Oh yeah, it starts with F. Uh, okay. Uh, um. Uh huh. Uh, Spit it out. Yeah, that's that's unfortunately a pretty competitive <laughs> stage. It's a Florida mayhem. Oof. All right. <laughs> Let me just you know just like Feels your tough. career half alive on, on on the ground and then you get just like chunk slap like. <laughs> Hey, I'm on. I'm on Academy. We're doing well. Exactly. Uh, hopefully, <laughs> you know. Hopefully, um, you know, Florida man, like the main team, also picks it up this stage. Yeah. Who Who do you have? Maybe number a twenty, Curry. Number twenty. Who's Who's last in stage last. two in Overwatch League? I mean, I'm I'm gonna have to give it to to the obvious Washington. The uh, obvious think, uh, Washington. Yeah, I think um. In terms of uh, game knowledge, they've looked really weak. Where some of the 
team doesn't even like work together. They're doing their own thing. Maybe mm-hmm. they're taking like a three v two on this side of the map. I, I don't know. It's just it's just very random. It's it's no like, no no love having Ark coming in helping out on the. I, no, I, I don't think that's that's going to change much. Fair enough. I I, I think Ark is a good player. I just think they have bigger mm-hmm. problems. Like they need to fix uh how they think about the game and how they work together as a team. Fair enough. I understand now they have two New York Excelsior members and they work together as a team, but you have to still integrate the other four members, mm-hmm. right? So, cool. Joe, what you about in head to head? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sorry, sorry. In head to head between <laughs> Washington Justice and Florida Mayhem. <laughs> <laughs> also, Washington Justice does play LA Valiant this stage. So, oh, we forgot about Valiant. Okay, but I think they'll, they'll so did Overwatch system. League, yeah. Um, hey, <laughs> and there goes any of our potential Valiant interviews on this <laughs> podcast. Rip. Oh well, you hate to see it. <laughs> oh, guess what? Another breaking. Oh really? Yeah. Who's that? What happened? Number one fanboy. <laughs> Uh, coach for Justice. I don't even know how to say the name. Obasil. Yeah. Ooh, Obasil. Gone. That's been let go. Ooh. Obasil, you later. <laughs> All right, boys. That's the show. <laughs> oh Thanks. my god. <laughs> oh my god. Where's this? Wait. Uh, Anybody getting Tide Pods? Man, you're really shortening the, your guest list now. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> There we go, Yiska. All right. Can still see you. Now 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 everybody now everybody is wondering what kind of blackmail I have on Yiska and Joe to get them to come mm-hmm. on to the show every week. Uh, and Fisher has also been let go. All right. Oh. From well, Envy. Fisher from Envy? Yes. Oh. Yeah, di- different Fisher. Jeez. Hmm. Get everybody uh, yeah, not not the I'm, same fissure. Like, not fissure. Fisher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sh- sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I should have. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm I'm trying to, I'm trying to act surprised because obviously you know they're contentious yeah, team and all of these. Yeah, yeah, of course. Like, hey. <laughs> yeah. Joe, who did you have for last place? Did you say? <sighs> um, no, not yet. Uh, but we'll, t- um, we'll take we'll take your damn time. I was just, you know, there's breaking news. I don't want to interrupt. So week two, my team that I have for dead last plays Vancouver. Week three, they play Philadelphia. They also play Shanghai week three. Week four, going traveling to Dallas. They play Seoul. They also play Dallas. Week five, they play Guangzhou. Week five again, they play London. That's a, that's a not, not, a, not a good schedule. If you want to do well, I'm going to say Houston. Dead last. Good one. Yeah. Who went? That's that's a that's not a that's not an easy schedule. The one thing they have going for them is that they don't have a match in week one, so they could potentially have more yes. time to yes figure something oh, true, out. True, right. True. Yeah, that is a good show. Get that extra week. Yeah, it's it's much it's better. Important. It's much better than last season. I don't know if you guys agree, but I mean, like, there's a clear um, I guess bracket in in terms of which teams uh are better than others you know what i mean yeah. and like uh but f- not so true for um the teams at the bottom because you'll see them beating each other and it's like yeah, they just, just a toss up. and even like you'll see teams like uh, toronto i'm sure surprise a lot of people and um even atlanta so 
It's mm-hmm. good. Like everybody thought the expansion teams would be like down here, you know. But then we got even all teams were, you know, like down there. The previous, yeah. And so to be fair to those rankings that had a lot of, and as far as power rankings goes, this podcast had the most expansion teams in the top 10 out of like really any other sources that I could find. Like we tried to be as unbiased as we could based on how they performed outside of Overwatch League. obviously that's all we had really, you know, known for most of the players. Uh-huh. Uh, but there's there's this always this idea of I don't know, therefore it can't be better than dot dot dot. And uh, man, you just lazy. <laughs> you just lazy. Contenders games, you just you lazy. You Houston Outlaws only fan slash uh, analyst with uh, I don't know uh, your own <laughs> podcast that you shoot on your. Denim, hey. denim couch. I'm sure with your mom denim couch. Okay, now now we're getting to an absurdity that I don't have to jump in and defend the the Ram <laughs> podcast. I, I will say you do you do kind of spark a, a good point that again Houston's not going to be able to make any changes anytime soon in terms of the roster because of the logistics of the company. As we're seeing, uh, we've had, what, five changes in the last two hours in terms of just league movement, either laterally or just, you know, shedding weight. Yeah. Houston's not going to be able to make much changes, and I don't think they're going to be letting people go anytime soon. So it's not looking any better in terms of just gaining new talent. It's just not. It's just not. It's not not looking good for them, man. I don't want to just, you know, just dogpile on them not a not a good stage the week helps i will say that is where they can definitely outperform my expectations schedule's tough shift in the metagame didn't look great stage one the record probably is a lot more um nice than it i I think it actually seems a lot more nice that's the number one overwatch uh competitive overwatch writer i think we have in (laughs) volumel is you know that's that's why i'm a writer and not a speaker you see what i'm saying it's not more nice can i can google synonyms before i actually speak all right there's there's actually websites that are full-on ai that you can like put an article into and it'll rewrite it without anything that'll pick up on like plagiarism um <laughs> like websites it's impressive might have to to no not gonna say that's it. true so i'm just gonna basically Anyways. i'm just gonna start taking bench mob and yiska and volunteer articles and putting them in there putting them on my own website hey what you gotta do man that's what I'm gonna that do. already happens <laughs> uh yeah okay cool i like those all right Most last one proved. Last okay. one. Most improved from stage one. Uh, Curry, I'll give you I'll give you this one first again. We're talking team, right? Yeah, we're no talking player. team. No Which team you think okay. is going to go from yeah. the position that they finished last season, the most improved to or last stage mm-hmm. to where they might um, end up at the end of stage two? Mm, that's a tough one. Uh, honestly, this is going to sound really weird, but uh, I'm not. I'm not too sure on uh, budget problems or anything like this. But uh, I'm gonna say Valiant because I mean, mm-hmm. Valiant uh, went zero and seven. I'm sure they'll do a, you know a little bit uh, better next time game. around. You know what I mean? Yeah, they just need to win one game and they'll. You know, they'll be the most improved. Hmm. I think. Well, so. I mean, I mean, 
the 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 bar is pretty low so mm. I, I think they have a lot to work on and um hopefully um you know they, they fix what they need to but i even think um i, I uh, was it i should have probably said mayhem but uh, i was gonna say yeah definitely definitely valiant i think i have a, a lot to learn yeah fair yeske what about you they have a rough stage like the only only teams like okay washington justice and then Chengdu hunters okay. i think they they don't have that many opportunities to to like of course like if you can beat any of the other teams which are like shock uh atlanta rain gladiators uh they play dallas fuel they play soul dynasty right that like if you can get a win there yes that would definitely count yeah. as much improved mm -hmm. <sighs> I, I say the losing the friend oh Lund oh yeah true 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 Oh yeah, actually, that's a really good one. I'm I'm so weird about London. I'm very gun shy about putting them forward. Um, just in the just in the sake of parody, I'll say I said Chengdu before was going to do better. Are they going to do the? Are they? Gonna I'm going to say I'm going to say yes. Chengdu is going to be the most improved. Before you even go there, because number one, I didn't ask you. Number two, true. Uh, just kidding. <laughs> uh, but here's here's Chengdu's stage, right? It's really mm -hmm. it's really interesting. So Chengdu goes Paris Eternal, okay. Washington Justice, okay. into um, Shanghai Dragons, into. Uh, L.A. Gladiators. That's going to be a tough one. Yeah. And then on the road in Dallas, they play London Spitfire, and then they come back and play the L.A. Valiant. Yeah, that's not a hard stage, but neither is London. London yeah. has Florida, Atlanta, Philly, okay, Boston, okay, Paris, Chengdu, and then they finish out with Houston. That's also not a hard stage. It's not. You're right. It's not a hard stage. But they, you know, they were three and four. Mm. They were honestly one map difference between being 13th, quote unquote, technically, and being 11th. Yes. Yes. Right. I think there's a possibility that they... Might even be among the teams that qualify the first up. Like I think, I think this is a five-two stage for London, five-two or even six-one. Yeah, I mean the biggest difference there is uh, Chengdu had an obviously worse map record overall. Mm -hmm. um, all right, hey, good news, everybody. Uh, Windows did an antivirus scan during the stream, and we don't have any viruses. <laughs> hey, congratulations. <laughs> The the only virus here is Yiska's attitude at this point, um, or your puns. <laughs> no, you know it's it's kind of cost of entry at this point. Um, yeah. So, all right, cool. We got to get out of here. It's been a fun. It's been a fun show. It's been a long show. We don't normally go this long, but um, we did because it was good conversations all around. Mm -hmm. Uh, before we do get out of here, make sure to follow the show at tactical underscore crouch and make sure to follow twitch.tv slash kick tripod where we stream the shows every week. We do our best to 
let everybody know on Twitter as soon as we've got a guest on. We've decided on a time because uh, Joe and Yiska are busy guys. So, you know, we we kind of usually it fluctuates between Tuesdays and Wednesdays most weeks. So make sure uh, to follow us on Twitter there and make sure to subscribe on YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash kick tripod as well. But besides that, we need to uh, thank our amazing guest who not only brought the spice, <laughs> the curry spice, but, uh, you know, uh, brought brought some really great analysis as well. Uh, curry shot. I mean, uh, shout outs, anything, um, anything you want to say? Where can people find you? All that good stuff. Yeah. First of all, thanks for having me on the show. It was a bunch of fun. Um, but, uh, yeah, you can follow me at uh, CurryShotTV uh, on Twitch, Twitter, basically any social media. Um and yeah, make sure to watch our next match versus Gladiators Legion next week on uh, Monday. Um, and then Philadelphia Fusion the week after that, uh, where we look to clinch out um, first place in our group. So we're already nice. there. So we just need to win these two matches. Nice. Well, good luck. Be Thank cheering you. for That's you. Best of luck. Uh, Joe, what about you, man? What do you have uh, coming on, going on this week? <sighs> Uh, what do I have going on? Um, I just kind of uh, skimmed through some of Winston's lab, uh, their their statistic base, and found some interesting little tidbits. So go check that out on Esports Heaven and on my Twitter. Um, some, some kind of interesting little little things that you might not necessarily expect. Um, some style differences that that were at least surprising to me. Uh, but you know, my smooth smooth brain might not be as big as yours. So maybe maybe you figured it out. Um, videos probably coming. Uh, maybe do a little bit more analysis. Got to study up naked videos. Um, I mean, there's that Patreon. Just saying, if you find it, yeah. you get that private Snapchat. Just saying, fifty dollars plus a month, a diamond, platinum, volume. Looks but like you already have a Patreon uh, subscriber with uh, kicked for that right there. <laughs> I would, I would he's, funnel. He's I would follow the biggest funnel D, you know? every every. Every donation and sub for Tactical Crouch, I would funnel into your Patreon. Beautiful. Just for nudes. I heard Joe films dogs in his furry costume. Confirmed and I? <laughs> Ten confirmed. Makes sense. Makes Big sense. confirmed. All right. Well, the end of the show took a weird turn. <laughs> would you like a weirder turn? <laughs> answer, wait, wait, answer, answer carefully. Okay, okay. Answer carefully. <laughs> No. Okay. There we go. There we go. Okay. <laughs> I'm protected. Oh, Let's go. Can, that's the emote. That's the emote. Okay. That's the emote. Yes, it's emote. Yep. You're right. Okay. You know what? Actually, yeah. Yeah, I would I would sub for that emote. <laughs> Give us the juice. Yeah. yeah. Wait, what? Okay. Well, now, you know, it might not seem like the most appropriate time to give you the juice right now. <laughs> no, no, you're looking at me like that. <laughs> Yiska, what are you? What's Dude, coming up in your week? I, I can just imagine now. I can just imagine whenever Yiska is like getting the juice, you can just now you can see it. He fucking puts his beanie <laughs> over his head, puts his glasses, and he just sits there like, <laughs> "What is up, Reddit?" Hilarious. Uh, so, spoiler alert: funniest. that's that's actually his uh, Washington Justice main tank uh, cosplay. So. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, statistically the, the best tank in the league boy i i, I mean i get it, it it's just a joke <coughs> settle down 
settle down a little bit. All if right. we ever do a show like this, uh, I'm going to come at you back with something now, Siska. I got to match this. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. All right. We'll, we'll definitely do it there again, for sure. <laughs> Uh, I could have said Florida Mayhem May Day, but I just, you know. <laughs> Wait, I shouldn't be laughing. No. no, no. Yeah, How you're, you're you pissed. <laughs> this is where you get show. to storm. <laughs> yep, disrespectful. You should get a beanie, dude. <laughs> <and> protect yourself. Yiska, <laughs> uh, what do you have going on for you, man? What's coming up this week? I got Bumps Boy. Um, yeah, there's some, some stuff that I'm going to release this week. Uh, I... We'll start thinking it over up again. As I said over the podcast, I sort of mix, messed up the production, but yeah, that's yeah, that's what's happening in the unemployed esports life. I can't take you seriously with that. <laughs> <laughs> the masked esports analysis, except that he has the most recognizable German accent of all time, so uh, it doesn't help him at all. Uh, as for me, I'm doing a lot more streaming here at twitch.tv slash kick tripod. So make sure to follow there playing everything. I actually did my overwatch placements. That was a ton of fun. Um, one person in, in the, uh, in our party listens to the show and be like, are you the kick tripod? You do the show with Joe or Volamel and Yuska. Uh, I was like, yeah. well, yeah, I'm also on the show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, I'm a person So like, no, 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 like Joe, they're, dude, they're so smart. You want to make me just feel great about myself? Talk about how <laughs> just talk about the everybody around me. Talk about how avoid. smart yeah, yeah. everybody is on the show, except for me. Uh, makes me feel good. Nice. I don't even care because your content sucks, guy. <laughs> so, uh, but besides that, yeah. So make sure that to follow me. Follow me everywhere at uh, Kick Tripod, and make sure to. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um. We are four subs away, uh, six, sorry, six subscribers away on Twitch from being able to unlock all the emotes as an affiliate and get Yiska emotes and Joe emotes. I screenshotted Yiska yes. with the beanie on his head. That's going to be no, his my. emote. Can that be like KT blind? And then obviously probably mine will just be like KT gun. It would either be KT blind or KT uh, Houston fan. Nah, um, I mean, same I, thing. I, I did play Apex with you, so it could also be KT Aim. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I missed Both it. So hold here. on, I missed it. I missed it. I was reading chat. What'd you say? I said like the beanie over the head thing could also be KT Aim based on me seeing you play Apex. Yo, here's the thing, dude. I out damage you every time. Man. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I out damage you every time. I don't even know what it is. Not only do I out damage him, I'm like I'm in a fight, and like Yiska's still looting in the oh, middle no. of a cornfield with like. You guys have to understand, like tripod only drops at bunker, and he knows that thing like the back of his pocket. It's like. It's oh. unreal. He knows all the angles and stuff. And I'm like, oh, I'm not a bunker pleb. Hold on. Hold oh, on. We got, another, we got another breaking news. What now? Uh, We're trying to close the show. What? Oh, my. What the God, breaking news? It. Yo. Uh, so uh, Boston Uprising, in the, an attempt to just completely sabotage their season, has uh, let go note. Yo, he, he's got to be going somewhere, though. 
Uh, he's going to Dallas Fuel. He's going to Dallas Fuel. He's going Dude, to this Dallas was in the Fuel. works for a while. As a player coach. I'm just kidding. He's the, as that oh, role coach. Like, Yo, oh. and Baby Bait to Atlanta Rain? Oh, it's going on, dude. What the f***? What the... What? Okay, it's going on, boy! Oh, no. Okay. So, the, okay. So, the, the Boston Valiant thing could have been a thing. Mm -hmm. They sell note. They get Persia. They, like, what other players are, like, possible that come in or whatever. But there's so much turnover in their team. Like, are they rebuilding mid-season? That is nuts, dude. Like, to be fair, they probably made an Overwatch League Grand Final winning in those transitions. Yeah. <laughs> I think, like, yeah. the, the buyouts, like, especially for Node, are reasonably Big. high. Big. Oh, RCK joined when... Oh, they just straight up traded them. RCK to Boston? Yeah, they just straight up traded them. Wow. Ooh. All right. Yo, what is going on? Oh, man. Uh, I, I think RCK is a nuts player. So I think he's that, sick. I think both teams benefit from this, honestly. Yeah, but both teams do, definitely. I think the players uh, as well, at least not too. Yo, this... Oh, that's actually insane. This what is happening on the today? Literally. That like, is crazy. Well, they only have two days to get this stuff announced. I, I know, but like... The stage starts. Why did it take till two days? <laughs> Yo, know. that is insane. But, of course, it's very expected that we see a lot of trades. Yes. Simply because the visa process is so sure, 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 long. Sure. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. It's, it's like, okay, so either you get an academy player from NA... Yeah. Or you get like you start someone trading from people around. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm wow. happy to see more trades. I'm 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 actually kind of sad that we don't see that more in esports. Um trades are fun. Trades are a lot more interesting than just like dropping wow. a player and then picking somebody up and, and paying up the right. That is to. crazy. Yeah. No to Dallas RCK to Boston. Baby Bay to Rain. Baby Bay to Rain. <sighs> Why not Dabin? Like then artist. again, maybe or artist. Uh, yeah, I don't know. we're gonna find out a lot more. Uh, Cliffhanger episode by next week. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, Boston Uprising, big fan, but f you guys with all these, <laughs> all, all these like literally, they wait for the show. They have to. They have to just wait for the show. I don't know how Monday, such a big Tuesday, fan. My I think Monday, Tuesday are just like general esports news. Maybe, That's yeah. No. People put them out. Nope. They, uh, they, yeah, they just, uh, they hate us. We're just big important and they, they spite us. Yep. Big important. Uh, that was, that was actually the, uh, the second, second name for this podcast. It was Tactical Crouch and then Big Important big Podcast. Important. Would have been pretty good, like actually. That That's actually yeah, not like that bad. If it wasn't so not Overwatch related, then I'd be all about it. The big important podcast. Uh, all right, we're gonna go ahead and get out of here. Uh, follow us on all the things. Subscribe for all the things. Uh, donate for all the things. Come on, guys, let's make KT blind a thing. Um, and <laughs> Huck is uh, posting now with the the Joker, and here we go. Uh, GIF. So nice. <laughs> um, it's all right, man. He had a fun couple years as GM, so...
That's good. No, just kidding. He's fine. He's going to be fine, guys. It's a joke. Settle down. Laugh once in a while. Thanks for hanging out. We'll see you next time. Uh, we're going to be right back after the uh, music to thank you all and talk about other things.